Good evening, one and all. Welcome along to another esports studio with myself, Ben Constantinus, and we thought that we'd seen a pretty insane and mega event with the Le Mans Virtual uh, just uh, over a week ago now uh, with invited teams. But this weekend, this last weekend, iRacing had the first of their special events, which was, of course, the Daytona 24 Hours. And from a very different perspective, that was also one of the biggest sim races we've ever seen. Nearly 16,000 competitors across something like 4,000 teams and 22,000 members logging on to iRacing service across the weekend. An absolutely insane amount of people all doing one thing, all loving motorsport and sim racing. And of course it was a competition and in the top split the very best teams entered, although some of the best teams ended up in the second split uh, because of the competitiveness. And the man and the team that came out on top was Apex Racing and Peter Berryman, part of that team, a man that has really shown his form over the last couple of months, so a great opportunity to chat to Peter. Thank you very much for joining us and congratulations. Thanks very much, yeah, thanks for having me guys. It was an absolutely massive event, wasn't it? And I suppose, from your perspective, you're just in a race, like every other race, but to see how many people entered, to see the participation of iRacing gives you a little warm flutter in your heart. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, for myself, you know, that sort of thing you never really think of. And then you hear, you know, some of the guys saying how many teams and how many people, and you see some of the stats out of the weekend. Um, and then to sort of, you know, add that all up and, you know, we came out on top of that massive pile of, of teams and drivers. It's, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy achievement. An absolutely epic lineup uh, in the top split of some of the very, very best sim races. What is it about Daytona, do you think, that attracts all these people that perhaps we wouldn't see through the rest of the season? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, obviously, the, the race is in real life. So, I mean, it's obviously pretty big to begin with, even you know, taking sim racing out of the equation. But I think the events are getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. More people are getting involved. Uh, more teams are taking them a lot more seriously. Uh, I think it's probably just going to keep, you know, snowballing like this. Um, every event throughout the year, more and more special events are just going to keep growing and growing um, with all the big teams coming to compete. Peter, tell us about Apex Racing winning the LMP2 category. Uh, just how tough was it and what was the experience like? Um, yeah, tough is definitely a good word for it. Um, physically and mentally, I would say, um, you know, the stints in the car, it's got very heavy steering and the stints are very long. So physically, it's quite difficult on the on the body. And then, you know, mentally from every member of the team, really, you know, obviously the driver has to be switched on and focused. But, you know, at, at least here in the facility, uh, we had, you know, strategy guys, people looking at other cars. We had broadcasts going on. Everybody um, is, was on nonstop. A few of the guys, myself and other people doing strategy stuff, never even slept for the entire race. And we were just that focused on things going on. So, yeah, it was a very, very tough event. So you participated, drove and didn't sleep. That, uh, you need somebody in there to tell you to go to sleep. You need a sleep therapist. Yes, to be fair to the guys, they did tell me I should get some sleep. But, um, yeah, just the excitement, keeping an eye on the car myself and then you know, before I know it, there's just no point going to sleep as, you know, I'll be in the car in such a short time. And that was really the end of it. The last stint for sure was, was the toughest. Very, 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 very tired in that final stint, but still managed to come through. Luckily, I had the guys in my ears sort of keeping me awake and up to date with things. And it is such a, a tough track uh, because it's, of course, 
multi-class racing and it seems very easy oh you're on oval it must be really easy to overtake and, and pass the, the slower cars but that infield section just really makes it very very tough and you have to be on your a game the whole time yeah, the, the track is surprisingly difficult. You know, you look at it on paper, there's maybe, you know, five or six braking zones. You've got two massive straights. There's maybe not much going on, but every corner definitely has uh, a bit of a challenge to it, whether it be bumps, you know, the, you know, you're turning the entire time. All the cars are trimmed out for, you know, downforce-wise for the straights. Uh, and like you say, yeah, the P2 cars and GT3 cars are very, very far apart uh, in terms of lap time and speed. So closing rates and things like that become very, very tricky. GT3s need to be switched on and awake for um, what the P2s are doing and when they're coming. And likewise, P2s, due to the closing speeds, have to have, to have very, very good decision-making, when to go, when to wait. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely an interesting track, a lot more difficult than you'd maybe think. Was it plain sailing for you throughout the 24 hours or was there a couple of moments where you uh, got a little bit nervous? Uh, definitely a few moments for us, uh, yeah. We had a bit of a bit of a spin from um, I think there were three wide with two LMP2s and a GT3 in the middle, and we got tipped round being on the outside, and um, which was a bit unfortunate. Um, but like every endurance event, you have all sorts of you know moments and little scary parts of the race, whether it be coming through traffic, close moments with other cars. Yeah, it was. Uh, we definitely had our fair share of scares, that's for sure. This feels like possibly the the biggest win for for yourself and for apex racing so far is would that be fair to say um definitely maybe that i can remember in the endurance side of things maybe i can't uh, think of anything that way but um yeah the, the end of last year was probably the biggest for us um you know myself getting a world championship with ira one um john robertson another driver in the team i got a world championship in rallycross the night before so yeah, that was that was probably the craziest I'd say for the team, but definitely in terms of endurance events and stuff, I'd probably put this up there as the biggest. Um, you know, up against Kwanda, which are, you know, probably the biggest team, best team on the sim. Um, maybe a bit arguable with the Redline team, but definitely up at the top of it, uh, especially with their drivers. So, yeah, I think this is definitely the biggest um, endurance event that we've had in terms of wins. It's pretty cool for Apex Racing to really put their mark up against those very, very best teams, Coanda, Redline. They're the, the star names, really, aren't they, in, in the sim racing world? Um, as you mentioned, uh, the IRO1 uh, World Championship that you picked up uh, a couple of months back, let's just talk about that for a second, because um, ultimately, coming into that final race, you weren't leading the championship, and, and it was looking as though uh, Van Lusenord was kind of in control, but ultimately you snatched it out of his hands. Yeah, I, th I think that championship was a classic uh, consistency over speed, maybe if you want to put it that way. I mean, I think Martin won six or seven out of the 10 races. So the fact that he, he didn't come away with a championship is, is quite crazy to think about. Um, but that's really what it came down to at the end of the day. Um, my bad days weren't really that bad. Uh, and Martin's bad days were pretty terrible. So yeah, consistency got it there. Um, going into that last round was was pretty stressful. Obviously, I think Martin had six six wins, seven wins on the bounce. Um, so things were looking pretty uh, pretty grim. Um, but we rocked up. We put a lot of work into that event. A uh, huge, huge effort, huge effort went into it. And yeah, things went our way and we managed to, to pull it out the bag. You talk about how mentally challenging the 24-hour race is, but those IRO1s, they, they're so fast. Everything happens so quickly and they've got so much grip. 
that it must be even a shorter race must be incredibly mentally challenging for you just to make sure you don't make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's so much going on with those races, you know, driving the car is just one aspect of it, but you've got, you know, different tires, you've got fuel that you have to refill through the stops. So yeah, the strategy is pretty nuts. Luckily we've got guys uh, behind the scenes helping us out, but even as a, as a driver, you really need to think about what you're doing. It turns into a, a chess match pretty much throughout the races. You need to think about all your strategy stuff and what you're doing, driving the car, and then you sort of need to position your car for where you need to be coming into the end of the race. And yeah, the slipstream is massive in those events. So you've got that added in that you need to take into account for. Do you want to be first on the last lap, second, third? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty difficult with, uh, with that car, especially being so fast. And that is where teamwork comes in that is where apex racing support for you both endurance and in that championship is invaluable and you uh, you guys have got yourself a new facility that was kind of unveiled uh, to the world a couple of weeks ago uh, how mu- how kind of, of a step up is that to have an office effectively to do your job yeah it's, it's night and day you know going from my bedroom sitting on my own um to a big office uh, facility where we can look at people in the face and in the eye, you know, communication and decision making, things like that, even just, you know, figuring out what people are doing. Uh, You don't have to, you know, arrange times to meet up to chat about stuff. You can take a few steps around the corner. You can meet them at their desk and things like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's such, it's such an improvement from, you know, racing at at home on your own. Um, Yeah. Really, really invaluable. Uh, You talk about communication. It's something that obviously I come from, the real world, if you like, uh, and just love sim racing. And, and I'm used to going into paddocks. I'm used to being in a team of people. I'm not so used to this kind of online world. How has it changed the team dynamic by all being in the same room and being able to just talk across the desk? Uh, I, th- I think our spirits uh, and just the general morale uh, takes a massive boost. Um, you know, everybody feeds off of each other. Um, when someone's maybe not having the best of times, you've got all the other guys around to sort of lift them up. Whereas, you know, if we're all split in our houses, you know, if you're having a bit of a rough time, you're sort of stuck on your own. It's a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit rough that way. But yeah, I think morale and, and just the general team bond is is pretty huge. And it helps communication in a race situation, presumably, to be there and have that person ability to actually physically move from x to y to z yeah exactly you know rather than uh, having to distract them and you know send messages through you know a discord or a team speak whatever it may be um i can sort of walk upstairs like we did in daytona and sit beside them in a seat and discuss things that way um so it, yeah communication just the time and the effort that it takes is, is cut dramatically and you know it speeds things up a lot Paint a, a mental picture for us of, of what you've got there in your facility in Corby. Uh, what are the different elements to it? I, I've obviously seen a couple of photos and you, there's a cinema room, I think. I think that's what I saw. Uh, but it's obviously a lot more to that. Yeah, without giving away too much, obviously, uh, I think we'll have a lot more of videos and updates coming uh, to everybody soon. But essentially, we've got two buildings with uh, two floors on each. Um, so one building is mainly storage at the minute, uh, with above that our living area for the drivers that are here full-time. We then have the building that I'm in at the minute, which the bottom floor is dedicated to all the rigs and simulators. Um, So we've obviously got the the team room that I'm sitting in at the minute. 
Uh, if you can see just uh, behind me over here, we've got uh, sort of a staging area, which we're going to have uh, multiple rigs on that as well, which will be used for customers or just sim racing enthusiasts can come down and, and test things out and try things that they're maybe thinking of buying. Um, so that'll be quite handy for them. Uh, and the, obviously we've got then upstairs, which is more offices. And then we've got the big broadcasting studio that, uh, nice voice crack there, big broadcasting studio that you guys can uh, have seen before. Unbelievable. Uh, and it just shows the level that sim racing is moving to, to have that kind of facility. We know that Kuanda had a effectively a shed outside in their garden where they put all their sims and even that has now been upgraded to a big facility uh, and they were kind of the leading leading light and now to see what you guys have done as well it's just incredible it, it really shows that sim racing has a future as a professional uh, arena yeah definitely i mean i mean it's taken off massively since the everything with the covid and the lockdown and uh, pandemic stuff sort of everybody involved in racing was sim racing so that's pretty much what uh, kick-started this big boost. Um, we had planned uh, you know, something along the lines of this big facility years back. Um, and it was obviously going to take time. And as soon as all this pandemic um, landed, it just everything went through the roof and everything's just sped up massively. And that gets us to here. Peter, let's talk a little bit about your sim racing life, your sim racing uh, career, if you like. Where did it all start for you? Um, so I haven't really been involved uh, with motorsport stuff for maybe as long as, you know, most people would start watching, you know, when they're three, four or five. But I think I, I don't think I actually started watching the, new, the likes of F1 and stuff until around 2012. And um, so I haven't maybe been around for, for as long as most guys. But yeah, I started watching F1 2012. And naturally, you want to you want to do what the guys are doing on TV. So you buy the F1 games. Um, so I played those for quite a bit, um, quite enjoyable. And then I started gradually looking for, you know, for something bigger, something more challenging. Um, and spotted iRacing with the World Championship Grand Prix Series at the time. Uh, seeing they had a live stream. Um, checked that out and thought, you know, maybe I could do this. You know, it looks pretty good. Maybe it doesn't look too hard, uh, which obviously in hindsight was a stupid thing to think. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, got, got stuck into iRacing, got started there and quickly realized that it was, uh, yeah, it was much, much more difficult than I thought. Uh, and that really fueled you know, the, the grind and effort to try and try and reach the top. And that's pretty much where I've been. Um, spent most of my time on iRacing from there, um, just perfecting my craft and working my way up. Throughout that, I obviously met a couple guys and they got me hooked in with the guys at Apex. It would have been Apex Racing UK at the time, obviously not Apex Racing team. Uh, and I've pretty much been here for the majority of my career, yeah. And is it a career? Is it a full-time occupation for you now? Are you running it alongside other things? Um, so um, before coming here to the to the Sim Center, I definitely had a, a normal day-to-day -day job and Sim Racing was sort of just a hobby on the side, um, like most guys. Um, but yeah, as things have boosted and progressed quite quickly, it's yeah, it's turned into a full-time job for me now. This is Sim Racing is all I do. So yeah, it's uh, paying off the bills and yeah, life is uh, life's going pretty good. Not many people get the opportunities that i have at the minute that must have felt like a bit of a risk going i'm going to take money out of something that i'm not entirely sure whether it's possible uh, and you know and it's still in its infancy really uh, from you know going from a normal safe job yeah i mean for me obviously you know a bit of a naive kid it was like yeah let's do this but obviously had the parents in the back of my ear saying you know this is maybe not the best thing to do it's maybe not so uh maybe not so solid but 
I think they came more on side as I sort of involved them a bit more and, you know, took them in and showed them, you know, what I, what it's involved and what I do. And obviously the, the money I'd be earning at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, eventually got them on side and um, yeah, I think they're sort of behind me and fully support what I'm doing. So, yeah. Obviously massively strong on iRacing. Uh, you've got those titles in your bag, but what about other platforms? Have you had a chance to feel other things and do you have any ambitions to be a, a multi-platform champion? I haven't really dipped my toes in too many different sims uh, that seriously, but um, yeah, obviously we've got a massive year for iRacing coming up uh, with uh, the Porsche Esports Super Cup starting in less than two weeks. So I think the main focus is on iRacing at the minute, but uh, for sure, end of this year, maybe start of next year, you should see the likes of myself and probably the rest of the guys starting to transition to trying out a few more sims and get involved in those. If you are going to try and be one of the most successful guys in the world of sim racing, do you think it's a requirement, a need to be across different platforms? The likes of, you know, James Baldwin, Josh Rogers has done it now. Uh, is that the kind of the target and the aim or is it to be the, there are guys out there who are just very happy to be the best on iRacing? Yeah, I mean, sticking to one sim obviously has its benefits. Um, you know, you get used to the small things, you know, the physics, the force feedback, all that stuff that is crucial in becoming quick and winning things. And um, I think just in terms of competition, obviously money's becoming quite a big part of sim racing now. You know, much more competitions, much more organizations getting involved. I think it's almost necessary that you, with the money going, that you have to sort of transfer and get involved in other competitions. Otherwise, you're just sort of limiting the the success and everything that you can actually achieve. Well, I look forward to seeing how you get on in the Porsche Esports Super Cup. It's kind of a new dawn for that, isn't it? With with uh, Koanda saying we're not going to be part of it, it, it feels as though it's an, a new age for the championship. Yeah, definitely, I think, shocked uh, us, definitely shocked us and everybody else in the, the sim racing world. And just people watching, I think, would be quite surprised. Um, so I think it'll be quite interesting to see what's going on with the, the guys at Kwanda, what they're actually up to. Um, but yeah, hopefully it gets a, a bunch of people interested. Obviously, you know, Kwanda were a massive part of that series, a lot of drivers involved in it. Um, and obviously they have the likes of Josh Rogers, who, you know, was the, a champion, probably would have challenged for the championship again this year. So um, yeah, it's going to be someone new on the, the top step again. Uh, opens up massive opportunity for, for a lot of guys with uh, know a huge part of the competition taken out so yeah definitely be, be quite interesting quite a big shake up uh, within the top 10 for sure peter thank you very much for your time uh, massively interesting to to hear your thoughts to see and hear what's going on at apex racing team uh, and again massive congratulations on for me the, one of the biggest victories that uh, apex racing team have ever had uh, and of course uh, what you also achieved at the end of last year i really appreciate it thanks for having me guys as you well know, everybody, uh, the VCO Esports Studio is here every week and we will also have one of the biggest things that VCO have ever done coming up at the end of this week. It is the VCO Esports World Cup, I think it's called for this year, and then the Racing League will start just after that. So three different sims uh, and we will find out who is the best team across those three different sims across three separate nights uh, this Friday, Saturday and Sunday, right here on VCO Esports uh, 
YouTube channel and of course it'll be covered across all the various different other channels as well. So make sure you tune into that and uh, if you had a great time on your Daytona uh, 24 hours, do let us know on our Twitter feed. Until next studio though, I wish you well and enjoy your sim racing. Bye bye for now.